everybody, and welcome to Good Luck High Five, episode 462. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you are super excited for the Innistrad Championships happening this coming weekend, or the newly revealed cards from the Unset are more your vibe, we are here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And we are recording remotely this week because I have a terrible, terrible cold. I apologize for the quality of my voice on the show this week. Hopefully, it all gets better for the championship this weekend. How dare your voice quality not be 100%. (laughs) Fingies crossed. I know. How could you? I know. It's just like, and there's nothing you can do. You can't get mad at it. You can't yell at your own voice. I mean, because then it's just yelling at itself. And it makes it worse. Yeah. It's not only just a paradox, it also makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Well, on the show today, we are going to get you ready for the Innistrad Championship coming up this weekend if you want to watch. Yes, we'll talk, whirl, whirl. There's a, a mix between we're gonna and we will. I um, like it. We'll tell you all about the different standard and historic decks that are currently happening so that you can get a little bit of a sense of what we might see this weekend. Although, of course, we don't know yet. Yeah, we are not prognosticators, but we are prog aggressive rock fans and we like to play magic. So we're going to pull are from we? some. I mean, I am. But, you know, maybe I shouldn't use the royal way in that <laughs> sentence. Uh, but, yeah, we, we pulled data from some of the most recent tournaments, try and give us an idea and insight into what we might see this weekend. We're also going to be talking about the unset, which Megan mentioned at the top of the show, because Mark Rosewater released some details about that new unset, Unfinity, and it looks really sweet. But before we do any of that, a big thank you to everybody who supports us and makes the show happen every single week. Yes, every single week of the year we bring the show to you absolutely free and the people who make that possible are the patrons over on patreon.com slash glhf magic we are so thankful for you for as little as a buck 25 an episode you too can become a patron we are especially thankful for the people who have become new patrons since our last episode thank you so much to hi mom i'm on a podcast <laughs> <laughs> who became a new patron, as well as to AJ, who upped their pledge. Yay! Thank you so much. Hi, Mom. I'm on a podcast and AJ. Great. You make this show happen, and you have qualified yourselves to watch Die Hard with us on December 18th. Ooh, it's going to be such a good time, and if you would like to watch Die Hard, the classic Christmas movie, with us on December 18th, all you have to do is become a new patron, or if you already are a patron, up your pledge before that day we are going to have just a blast you know reveling in all of the wonderful performances in all of the great scenes and all of the action that is die hard absolutely look we didn't have a black friday or cyber monday deal but what we did have was this deal already happening over on patreon so if you want to tell yourself it was a black friday deal to get yourself amped for it Go right ahead. Uh, we just want new patrons. You can up it by like 25 cents or something if you're an existing patron. doesn't matter. Uh, we want a whole big group of us to uh, watch Die Hard together. I think it'll be really, really fun. So head on over to patreon.com slash GLHF Magic today so you can get in on that deal and lock in your seat. 
It's going to be a great time. Thank you as well to our sponsor, Card Kingdom, cardkingdom.com slash GLHF magic, a wonderful place to go. If you are looking for a great holiday gift for someone this season, if you are just looking for a couple of decks to bring to your family gatherings to try and make them more lively. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm taking a look at Card Kingdom's website right now. Checking out their deals section. If you're somebody who likes a good deal, I mean, uh, gosh, I can't ever turn one down. <laughs> Excuse me. And they've got a lot on their website here. They've got the Adventures in the Forgotten Realms Commander decks. Now the new Vow Commander decks just came out. Megan and I played some. Yes. Spoiler alert. And we're going to have a video about that coming up on our YouTube channel. It is. And it is, it is quite, quite something. It is quite the match of matches. It is. It is, it is something. Does something someone else. win? Well. I don't know. You'll have to find out. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, they've got a deal on the AFR Commander decks. They've got a deal on Throne of Eldraine Boosties. They've got a deal on a Modern Horizons 2 bundle, etc., etc. So if you're like, hey, I want to buy some magic stuff, but I want to get a good deal while I'm doing it, cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. All right, everybody, it's time for the randomizer here to kick off this episode of Good Luck High Five. The first thing we're going to do is have Megan take a look at some random art, which I have generated on scryfall.com, and try and guess the name of this card. I want you to guess the name this week. Okay. And also what the card does. Take a look at that art. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, you know, it is it is some art, man. How would uh, you describe this art? Okay, it is a, it is a, it's a person. Um, riding a very fancy warhorse, very fancy, with a bunch of people in the background um, who are also in silhouette in the background, also getting ready to fight. They're against like a beautiful blue sky. There's a bunch of like dusty ground beneath them. Excellent description. What um, do you think the name of this card is? I'm gonna say like, um, you know what, like, <laughs> uh, like. Paladin of all, or Paladin of the troops, or Paladin of the people. There you go. Wow, Paladin okay. of the people. Paladin of the people is your guess. I'm going to give you the real name, which, believe it or not, does include the word Paladin. I knew it. So, congratulations. You've gotten the right, like, creature like creature subtype or whatever. Uh -huh. This episode and last episode, it's Charging Paladin. Charging, charging Paladin. Charging Paladin. Oh, my goodness. Okay. This is a white card, obviously. Yes. Um, I am going to say that this card is three and a white for a 3-3. Three, three, and when it attacks, um, each other attacking creature gets plus one, plus one. Oh my gosh, you're so close, it's not even funny. <laughs> it is two and a white for a 2-2. Two, two. Whenever Charging Paladin attacks, it gets plus O, plus three until end of turn. Wow. All right. I feel yeah. very good about that guess. That was very close. That was really good. Um, all right, Maria, you have the art that I sent you. Yes. Um, I oh, want boy. <laughs> Actually, I'm not going to I'm not going to make you um, guess the name of this card. I okay. feel like I should give you some important information about it. Um, shall I describe this artwork here? Yes. Let's have you describe the artwork. Okay. I'll describe it first. This is, I think either a green card or a Simic card. It shows somebody dressed up in like leather daddy gear with like green lightning sparks around them. Their brain on the top of their head is exposed and it's inside a glass little case. So their, yeah. their brain is floating in some goo on top of their head. They've got like weird connecting valves on them and stuff. They look like they've been modified and they're fist is huge in the frame like they're punching somebody with all this lightning brain power 
Well, that's a that is an excellent description. Maria, this is from an unset. I knew it. I knew it was from an unset. Um the name of this card is Paniac. Paniac! Oh my gosh, I remember Paniac. I have absolutely no idea what it did. Um is yeah, this what's a, a guess gr- though? Okay, this is a green card, Paniac. <laughs> uh is a 4-1 for 4 mana with haste in green. What? I know it's weird. And when it comes in, um, it, with it, it uh, pain, it likes pain. It uh, it hurts itself. You can um, you can kill it immediately to have a deal for to something else. Wow! All right, um, that is very far off. Okay, well, you know, <laughs> I I like it. It's either a creature yeah. or a kill spell. You know, it's flexible. Yeah, I do like it. It's um, it is two and a red. So it's oh a red God. card. Uh, for a creature, Brainiac, it's an O3, and it says, at the beginning of your upkeep, roll a six-sided die. Paniac gets plus X plus O until end of turn, where X is the result. Wow, I was super wrong. But if to my in my defense, if you're just looking at this art, this looks like a green card. Or Do you know a what? Card. I thought about that. As soon as you said it was green, I was like, oh, yeah, the color scheme in this card is green. It is 100% green. There is zero red in this art whatsoever yeah. um but i com- i totally remember that card now that you say it and rolling dice of course was only an unset thing until adventures in the forgotten realms That's came right. around right changed maybe like everything a, little, a herald of what was to come yes and how fortuitous that today on the randomizer we got our we got a card from an unset because we're gonna be talking about the next unset yeah oh very exciting all what, right let's what timing let's, randomizer yeah what timing let's let's talk about that right now um, actually, <laughs> wait, can I have a soapbox moment before? Oh, yeah, sure. I forgot about this b- before this segment, but it works because we're still at the beginning of the show. Um, I just wanted to say when you are shopping this holiday season um, and any time that you are buying books, please, 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 just please, 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 please always buy your books from a local bookstore. Um, hopefully that's like an indie shop. If all that's in your town is a Barnes and Noble that also does it, please never buy a book off of Amazon. Just please never do. Um, Amazon, the way that Amazon prices books, it literally, it hurts the authors of those books, um, because they sell them at such a low, low cost that they then pass on to publishers and then the publishers, um, short authors on their royalties. So it just... Amazon is literally ruining the publishing business with their book model. Please never buy a book from Amazon. That's Amazon, my when you buy one from Amazon, they literally ask the publisher to slap the author of the yes, book. They li- <laughs> Amazon, anytime you purchase a book off of Amazon, Amazon sends a little form email to the publisher that says, please slap this author across the face. So, you know, just don't slap authors this holiday season or ever. That's a great reminder. <laughs> I love to order from a local bookstore, Moon Palace Books, here yes. in Minneapolis. Uh, if you don't have a local bookstore in your town, there's so many cute ones that you can order from uh, here in the Twin Cities and support our local bookstores. Yeah, they'll mail it to you, and they're great. Um, I just, just customer service, bar none, you know, you yep. get everything, and you're supporting authors and a local business. I think it just feels good all around. So there you go. That's my soapbox moment for today. Soapbox moment. And probably more than one other time during the holiday season. (laughs) What can I say? Uh, All right, Maria. What's up next? Well, I'll tell you what's un-up. It's the new unset. Oh, it is 
Very, very cool. We got to see a whole bunch of new stuff from it today over on Daily MTG. Yeah, Mark Rosewater wrote a preview article all about Unfinity, which is the name of the new unset, previewing stuff about the set. The biggest thing I'm going to say for a second, because I want to set it up with what else he said in the article, which was that this was a top-down design set. What does that mean? That means he started with the flavor of the set, and then that trickled down into the design and everything else about the set. And I didn't know this, but he said he had been wanting to do a circus-themed set for a long time, and everybody kept telling him no. <laughs> well, do you know what? They were wrong because this set looks awesome they slapped circus together with like retro space theme um yes. and the result is just absolutely incredible i love the art that has been previewed for this set already it is colorful it's joyous it's celebratory um i'm thinking of this key image here that i'll put up in the video where there's like this beautiful wizard with purple hair and there's a giant space carnival going on behind her a johnny is there or somebody dresses a johnny i don't know yes it looks like someone dressed as a johnny but there's a robot um yes. there's a balloon animal like there's I a dog in an astronaut suit it's so cool you could find so many little easter eggs in this one piece of art alone yeah um but I love that because there's so many stories of Mark Rosewater saying, I want to do this thing. And everybody told me no for years and years and years. And then finally it happened. And eventually what happened with the circus set is he said it was never going to happen in Blackboard. Or they were like, we're just not ever doing it, Mark. You know, you got to leave the circus thing <sighs> behind. Even though I do feel like we kind of get it in Rakdos. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Rakdos is, is spooky carnival. Yeah, spooky carnival. So that was probably the closest Mark could get to his dream. So he was like, fine, I'll do it in an unset because that's where I can do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, I love that about this set. Um, and the space theme, of course, very near and dear to our hearts. The fact that Loading Ready Run worked on the flavor text for this set as well mm -hmm. makes us very happy. Our uh, Canadian brothers from another mother. Um, I just think that's just really, really cool and an extra nice little touch to see in this cool, uh, in this cool new unset. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's so cool. <laughs> um, we also, so this, this set is bringing something brand new to the unsets, which is some of these cards will be black border, which means they will be legal in eternal formats. Um, most specifically commander commander. Um, yeah. <clears throat> you yeah. could play them in Legacy and Vintage, I guess, if you're completely mad. But uh, <laughs> who knows? Maybe something busted will get printed. But yeah, the way that they're, they're denoting that is this is not going to come out in a silver border at all. It's going to be all black border. But the way they're like letting you know is the little hollow foil symbol on the bottom of the card mm -hmm. is an oval for most for all black border stuff, but for the stuff that's not playable, that's casual play only, it's going to be a little acorn instead. Yes, it's <laughs> it's very cute, the little hollow acorn, ho hologram acorn, hollow acorn. acorn. But when I say hollow acorn, it just sounds like the acorn is hollow on the inside. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I looked at this image of this acorn for the first time, and I sat here staring at it. I'm like, what is this? Is it a shirt? I thought it was a shirt. <laughs> Do you know what? I see the sh I see see shirt. Yeah, yeah, I see shirt. Yeah. And what the second thing I thought was, this looks mighty, mighty close to an oval Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> That's what I also thought. Like, I think it's going to be a little tough to, to, to I know. Think, no, because the other ovals are the other way. What do you mean? They're they're long. They're yes, oblong. They're, they're oh, I long see. They're and not they're tall. Long. They're As like the, a subway sandwich. Yeah. Not like a, a hot dog. Wow. What you? 
I'm sorry. If I asked you to draw me an an oval in the shape of a hot dog, you're telling me that you would draw an oval that was long up and down? Yes. I think I would, actually. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I get where you're coming from because when you're about to eat the hot dog, you that's turn the it. way it looks. But I yeah. think that if I were to draw an oval that was that was the shape of a hot dog, Absolutely you would draw not. it sideways. I would wow. draw it sideways. This is very interesting. Everybody, please follow GLHF Magic on Twitter and tweet at us with the hashtag sub or hot dog and tell us which way you would yes. draw a hot dog. Like Long. which which one is it? Would you do oval or would you do What's this shape called? Other oval on its yeah, side. <laughs> like long oval or tall oval? Yeah, long or tall oval. Let us yeah. know what you would do. Interesting human experiment. Very here. important for us to know. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. And yeah, the normal one is fatter and bigger than the acorn. The acorn is very tiny in comparison. Um, but also these cards are ridiculous. So like, I don't think we're going to have a problem. <laughs> yes. Um, one of the examples of an acorn card is Killer Cosplay. Uh, this is a single green for a mythic artifact equipment. Whenever killer cosplay becomes attached to a creature, choose a creature card name with an identical mana cost. That creature becomes a copy of the card with the chosen name until killer cosplay becomes unattached from it. Equip uh, three. Great. I also love the flavor text here. Ah, Hans, run, get the camera. He's adorable. <laughs> ah, great. And it, do you know what? It is, it's a bear wearing a very cute costume. Yeah, I think um, this card is is really, really cool and very different. And the reason it's acorn and not oval is because that's just too weird for something to happen in very, very black weird. bordered. Lots going on. The other one they previewed with acorn was Assembled Ensemble, which is also <laughs> great. Four and white for a star dash six. Clown Robot Bard. Okay, that's the creature type. Vigilance, it's an artifact creature, by the way. Assembled Ensemble's power is equal to the number of robots you control. Robot sub-theme, I'm here for it. Whenever you cast a spell with an artifact creature in its art, create a 1-1 white clown robot artifact creature token. Great. Yes! Great. You know, it's you have to do the classic. You're drafting cards that have artifact creatures in the art. So you're like looking as you're drafting, like, oh, is there an artifact creature in this art? And you can argue with people. I yes. love it. Great. I also, we learned a couple things with this card. Number one, that there are going to be enough robots to be able to be a thing here in mm -hmm. this unset, which is awesome. And number two, there are clown robots. <laughs> <laughs> be horrified or not. Um, yes. He does say that, don't worry, all clowns are robots, but not all robots are clowns because they didn't yeah. want to get on the creepy clown thing. Yeah. That's, you know, that's very, very nice of them. Yeah, it is very thoughtful, but I will say that, you know, just because a clown is a robot doesn't make it not creepy, Mark. Well, yeah, but you can just say that it's creepy because of the reason robots can be creepy. Oh, I see. Not because of the reason clowns can be creepy. <laughs> Uh, so we also have a couple of cards that are eternal or black border cards. There's Saw in Half, which is <laughs> tuna black for an instant. Destroy target creature. If that creature dies this way, its controller creates two tokens that are copies of that creature, except their base power is half that creature's power and their base toughness is half that creature's toughness round up each time. Oh my gosh, this card's great. Love it. I love this. It's so... Uh, and speaking of creepy clowns, like the art in this is pretty spooky. This person's arm is a chainsaw. Yes. Uh, and uh, 
The flavor text is also very funny. The audience always loves it, but volunteers are divided. <laughs> but oops. There's also the Space Family Goblinson. <laughs> this is a two red green for a 1-1 one, one legendary creature goblin guest. And here we see one of the reasons why they wanted to bring some of these to Black Border is so that people could have a legendary creature like this as their commander if they wanted to without feeling weird about it. Yeah. The Space Family Goblinson has trample as long as you've rolled three or more dice this turn. Whenever you roll a die, put a plus one plus one counter on the Space Family Goblinson. So it starts out as a little 1-1, one, one, but grows if you have a dice rolling deck. This seems very cool for a theme to build a commander deck around, mm -hmm. if you're so inclined. Megan, what do you think about this change, about adding in Black Border into an unset? You know, I think it's great. Um, I think that it's a, a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, I, I don't see why not. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a very cool change. It makes it more relevant for more people, right? Because previously mm -hmm. in Unsets, we're like, oh, we're having so much fun draft. And then if you want to use it in Commander, you kind of have to have a wink-wink like agreement with everybody at yeah. the Commander table. Like, can I play half kitten, half whatever? You know, and they're like, oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I like uh, you that do it, you. it makes it extend, right? Like the Unsets, usually you play them, but then they're kind of gone. Yeah, exactly. Um, once they're done. And I like that this, like, you, like it extends the life of them beyond just when they come out because they're really cool and they, they do such unique stuff. I totally agree. I'm always so sad when you can't draft unsets anymore um, that this gives them a little bit more of a shelf life. Um, mm -hmm. Note that there will also be collector boosters available for the first time with an unset, which is very cool, which becomes specifically relevant when we mention our next topic about what's happening with this unset, which is the lands, people. Oh, they are incredible. They are, of course, bringing us full art borderless lands for this unset, as they do with each unset. And these are just really incredible. <laughs> Yeah, they're called Spacic Lands, which is a pun because they've all got spacey kind of themes going on. Mm -hmm. And Unsets, of course, known for their full art lands. The first full arts were in an Unset way back in the day. These ones are, they look like they each come from a different planet. Yes. Uh, so that's the set that are planetary. Yeah. And they have this cool, like, I love the symbol at the bottom too, which is like an, like a little orbital symbol. Oh, I was going to say, it kind of looks like an atom, but I guess that's also what planets do. Oh, my yeah, God. Wow. What if our planets are just atoms inside a huge <laughs> other beings? Yeah. 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 Blowing my own mind over um, here. And, you know, I would say, like, the longest oval is shaped like a Subway sandwich. <laughs> There's an appearance from Molly, Megan's cat. <laughs> Everyone waits for her when we do our remote episodes. Uh, hi. <laughs> she wants to let me know that it, she thinks it's dinner time, even oh, though it's Molly. not close. <laughs> <laughs> She's so loud. Um, and then there's also the orbital spacic lands, which are just absolutely unbelievable. These honestly. ones are my favorite, Megan. Are these your favorite? Yes, too? they're some of my favorite lands ever. These lands are full art once again, and they look like planets. So if we were zoomed in on the planets, that's where we were first. And now we're zoomed out and we're seeing the entire planet on these, which is just, you know, I've said it a million times, podcast listeners. I want a set set in space. They've denied me time and time again. Well, if the closest I'm going to get is an unset, fine, I'll settle for it. And these lands are exactly what I was thinking of Ugh. when I was describing that kind of set. It's like they, they're incredible. 
Like this mountain is a not a mountain. It is a giant red flaming sun planet. Ugh. It is or lava planet, whatever you want to say this yeah. is. But it's so cool. It looks like the sun. And then there's the forest planet has these like beautiful green rings around <laughs> it. Ugh, it's gorgeous. Ugh, they all have they all have like different moons in them. I love I love them all. I love them. They're incredible. Which of these planets do you want to visit? Ooh, I think, <laughs> you know, it's me. I want to visit Island Planet. Oh, Island Planet. Do you do nothing but draw cards all day. Draw cards. Hello, um, welcome to Island Planet. There's also the 10 borderless shock lands. They're, pr they're printing them with this set from Ravnica. Full Oof. art space treatment. And yeah, and again, borderless. Oh. Um, and they are, again, like, absolutely incredible i um, am i cannot get over godless shrine it's one of it's an incredible art this is an eclipse with a spaceship shooting over the eclipse it is gorgeous it looks like nothing i've ever seen in magic yeah ever before oh my god it's so cool i also love the spookiness of the overgrown tomb oh yeah it's it's great. a real it's like it's a spaceship that obviously got exploded no that's a moon that spaceship exploded the moon what? But the spaceship also had something bad happen to it. You think so? Look at it. It's falling apart. Wait, which one are you looking at? Overgrown, oh, overgrown tomb. tomb. I was looking at Sacred Foundry Law. Oh, I was like, no. No, yeah, Overgrown Tomb is an old spaceship that's like decaying and yeah. like stuff's growing on it now. And overgrown. It's so cool. These these are incredible. Yeah, um, knocking it out of the park here with, with these lands in Unfinity for sure. I think the change to putting Black Border in here is great. Very smart. Um, the set looks yeah. cool so far. It doesn't release until April 22nd, so we do have some time here. Um, but we just wanted to let you know about this because so far I'm, <laughs> I'm so hyped for this set. Same. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> it's Molly time. Oh. Hi, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> right on cue. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's so, so cute. cute. She's got such a good purr. Everyone, this is Molly. Oh, she once killed so a rabbit good. by biting its head off. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we don't talk about it. <laughs> we don't talk uh, about that in this house. Molly is very excited for the Innistrad Championships coming up this weekend. Yeah, she is. She told me personally that she's going to watch all of coverage from Friday through Sunday on twitch.tv slash magic starting at 9 a.m. She told you personally. Personally. That that's what's going to happen. Well, speaking of, Maria. Yeah. Let's, should we talk a little bit about what we're maybe going to see? Absolutely. So... This is a cool tournament um, because we've recently had a new set added into the mix here with the arrival of Crimson Vow. Um, <clears throat> this is a bigger tournament, too. We've got a lot of players battling here. $450,000 prize pool with $20,000 going to the first place player, 250 players. And the top six players from this tournament, by the way, get to come back and play in the World Championship next year, yep. uh, which is really, really cool. And it's split format, so we're going to be playing standard and we're going to be playing historic. Ooh, I am so excited to see what in the world historic looks like. I know it's been so long since we've had a historic tournament. And with these new cards being added into the mix, I don't know what's going to happen. Standard is a bit of a different story. It's a bit yeah. more standard right now. We but know, thankfully, our top yeah. eight is historic. Unfortunately, <laughs> we know some stuff. <laughs> By which I mean, is it epiphany? It's still here. It's still is the it thing to do. 
It's having an epiphany, casting Al Run's epiphany. Yep. Oh my goodness. You have just tons of ways to draw cards, of course. And then you're just, you know, you're surviving and surviving and surviving. And then you cast Al Run's epiphany. And you kill people with birds and Hall of Storm giants. Or maybe with some devils from Burn Down the House. Uh, you have galvanic iteration to ca- uh, copy those just epiphanies. Copy everything. It's just, you know, I and I love this style of deck. But even I, I can be say, like, it's been around for a say, while. I was going to say, Megan, isn't this your style of deck? Like, aren't you I excited do love about it. this? I do love it. But I, I also want to see something different. Yeah, we had I a whole bunch mean. of new cards just added. Um, but it's still the thing to do. Yeah, I don't know if anything can be more powerful than is it epiphany um yeah so in the in the the case of you can't beat them on power what do you do you beat them on speed and that means playing mono white acro (laughs) that makes it sound like (laughs) like you just want to take speed yeah this is an episode of saved by the bell and we're all going to learn something by the end about taking speed everybody great 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 Um, great (laughs) mono white aggro yeah tell us about mono white yeah, this deck has been around for a little while, too, and it only got better here with the addition of the past couple of sets, and including this set, we get Thalia, Guardian of Thraven, into mm-hmm. this set, um, into this deck, because, um, yeah, she's great, and the deck needed her. Um, yeah, this deck is just really, really fast. You're playing lots of tiny little creatures, getting in there really quickly, creatures like Usher of the Fallen, Hopeful Initiate, Intrepid Adversary with its kicker cost to be able to yeah. boost your entire team. You're playing huge cards like Brutal Cathar, which is able to deal with anything. You're messing with their hand with cards like Elite Spellbinder and a Redain, God of the Worthy, making everything slower. And then you just bash them in the face. And by that time, they're trying to cast their Alrun's Epiphany. They're already too close to dead to do anything about it. Hashtag mono white aggro. Yeah. There you, you go. know, it, it gets its job done quick. I think if you were to ask me, like, who knows, but I believe these will be the top two decks of the tournament. Is it Epiphany, Mono White Aggro kind of battling against each other? Yeah, they certainly um, are at the at the top of standard at the moment. Yes, absolutely. There's another aggro deck that's trying to give Mono White a run for its money. Um, and it's a good deck, too. I just don't think it's quite as good as Mono White, which is Mono Green Aggro. Yeah, you know, I have to say, like, there are times when it is impressive there's definitely times when it can like power through some disruption and removal in a way that mono white can't, but it also does lose out on the speed that mono white has. Yeah. It's not quite as fast because it is beefier playing bigger creatures for a bigger payoff, like a Seekers chariot. Hello. That card's been around forever at this point. Yeah. Um, But it it does smash face ranger classes in this deck too, to give you a quick start. But like you said, it's not quite as fast as mono white. So it's losing something on that. And that's why I think it's not quite as good because you just got to be faster. If you're going to beat is it epiphany? It is getting in there with, uh, Ulvenwald Oddity is an addition yeah. from Crimson Vow, which is a big old 4-4 haster. That is true, and I do like that card. That card is so weird and gross, and if you ever flip it, it's just very funny. <laughs> its art looks really creepy on the backside with its sloopy little Oof, arms. It's, it's gross. Um, Another deck next, yeah. that I, I want to call out. I've talked about this deck on the show before because I've tried to play with it and tried to make it good is Black-White Control, uh, championed by Zhrigger Kowalski. I wish this was good. (laughs) I want this deck to be good. 
I think this deck is so cool and it is so mean that even I, the aggressive player, wanted to play this when we were playing the last, <coughs> when I was playing the last event on Arena. However, I just couldn't win with it because I just don't think it's good enough. Maybe it's yeah. my fault because I'm not a control player and I wasn't playing it right. I don't know. No, I mean, like, listen, when you're playing four copies of iTwitch uh, and four copies of Shambling Ghast, I'm just suspicious. Look, iTwitch, it dies, you go get whatever you want. Do you need mana? Do you need to kill something? Do you need mascot ex- ex- exhibition to close but I'm just the saying, game? like, if you're looking at the... At just the like baseline power level of something like <laughs> Is It Epiphany? Like, look at this deck and tell me what it's supposed to do in the face of Is It Epiphany? Yeah, die. The, what- <laughs> the answer is it's supposed to just die. This is the one advantage it has over Is It Epiphany is being able to kill their stupid hull breaker with vanishing verse at instant speed. That's true. But that's what I'll say for it. Um, any creature but deck. Do you know why it, you don't need a hull breaker to win? <laughs> No, you okay. don't. You don't. You can just cast, like, yeah, I just don't think that the power level of these cards is high enough. This, I think anybody who might bring this deck is trying to beat everybody who's bringing Mono White. That would yes. be my guess. Absolutely. Because I think Mono White's getting trashed by this deck. It plays three copies of Meat Hook Massacre, three copies oh, yeah. of Blood on the Snow, and, it, and four I copies do of love Wolf. Meat Hook Massacre. Like, that's a nice card. That card is, <laughs> that card is nice. <laughs> sure, sure. If by nice you mean really, really evil and terrible and bad, then I yeah. Mean nice. <laughs> and I have this is my hope that we see a vampire's deck at this tournament. Oh, Maria, I'm sorry <laughs> that yeah. I just don't know that it's gonna happen for you. Yeah. I, I don't think there is a chance because mono white and mono green are just better aggressive decks than Rakdos Vampires, but I am extremely sad about it because I wanted a viable standard deck in Crimson Vow. I don't think that's too much to ask, Watsy. Um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to put up a deck here that I've been playing around with, and it is so fun, everyone. This deck is so incredibly fun that it makes me really sad that it's not competitive. You're playing lots of little aggressive vampires like Falconrath, Pitfire, uh, Pitfighter, Voldar, an epicure which is a little one that one that makes a blood token when it enters the battlefield you've got a voldaren bloodcaster which can turn your blood tokens into two two bats you're playing florian vampire scion when you deal damage you get to dig through your library and find more stuff to cast immerstorm predator which sure it's not a vampire but it's gonna it's a vampire dragon so you know it's close enough yeah. uh, that card doesn't die if you sacrifice wow, to it's it. a vampire dragon of all yeah. creature types okay <laughs> I think this deck is so incredibly fun to play. Um, unfortunately, just can't compete with the likes of Mono White, um, yeah. which is really too bad, which I can't believe I'm saying that, but like, it just is too bad because it's it's just, just a blast to play, but it just can't hang. Yeah. But anyway, it's my hope that somebody breaks it somehow coming yeah. up. Maybe there's um, just some key card in it. Maybe somebody has figured it out and will bring the miracle to the championship and it's a miracle in the form of vampires that's mm-hmm. what i hope that's what i hope <laughs> all right maria we got to talk about historic because what a mystery that is i know i have no clue what's going on in historic so i did a little digging and i looked at the last red bull and tap that was playing historic and i found the top eight decks there so we're going to pull from that list when we're talking about what's happening but truly Anything could happen. Anything could happen. We have a couple of old familiar faces in here. There's yes. Jund Food, which has just Ugh. been around forever. Um, like Rakdos Arcanist. 
which has been I around. Love, I love Rakdos Arcanist. I think this yeah. is a cool deck. That deck is pretty sweet. It's also very mean. Sometimes they make you just discard for forever, and that's all you do. And that's all you you've discard, done. You discard, and they discard, discard you, discard. and then you discard, and then discard more. They discard you. You discard, discard, discard. <laughs> then you discard. Crocs and then one up, more time, dead. you discard. Um, there's <laughs> also the five-color Niv-Mizzet deck. Yes, we've seen this one before, which is a very cool deck. Um, Megan, this one also kind of seems up your alley. Oh, if this you're like, is absolutely up my like, alley. Like, you're not, like, you know, just drawing cards and, like, you know, playing board wipes. But this one is, like, doing what you like to do in like kind of a different cool way. Oh, yes. So you're playing four copies of Niv-Mizzet Reborn, who's white, blue, black, red, green for a 6-6 six, six flying legendary creature dragon avatar. When Niv-Mizzet Reborn enters the battlefield, reveal the top 10 cards of your library. For each color pair, choose a card that's exactly those colors from among them. Put the chosen cards into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Just yeah, so every so cool. every card in this deck is a <clears throat> a combination of different mana colors so that you're most likely to hit the most things off of Niv-Mizzet. Um, it's a cool deck. I love it. Um, and then it just has, you know, it has tons of removal, Maelstrom Pulse, Vanishing Verse, Lightning Helix, Fatal Push, just, you know, a Greatest Hits, Binding greatest the Old hits. Gods. Yeah. Um, it's, it's awesome. And then obviously just like every way to try and fix your mana that ever existed. I feel like a, that deck back in the day would have been named something very funny, like play the hits, Johnny, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like that's what just it is. the hits. <laughs> oh, I 80s, wish. 90s and today. Let's call this deck just the hits. Just the hits. Five color Niv. Yeah. Did you mention, is it Phoenix? No, I didn't. But that is another oh. returning classic. Yeah, returning classic, is it Phoenix? You've got Arclight Phoenix, you've got Crackling Drake, you've got Stormwing Entity. You're going to play him out as quickly as possible and disrupt the opponent with burn and, and bounce spells as much as you possibly can. And then you just bring all of your Arclight Phoenixes back from the graveyard and do it all over again if they happen to die. Yep. Very powerful deck back again. And it does have the addition, I think since the last time we saw it in tournaments really, of Dragon's Rage Channeler, which is a single red for a 1-1 Human Shaman whenever you cast a non-creature spell, Surveil 1. Delirium, as long as there are four or more card types among cards in your graveyard, Dragon's Rage Channeler gets plus two, plus two, has flying, and attach, attacks each combat if able. Yeah, this is a very cool card. I played it, I believe, in some uh, Rakdos Arcanist uh, lists, too, mm -hmm. uh, which wanted stuff in the graveyard, and then it just turns into a huge beater later on in the game. Yeah. And it's new from Jumpstart Historic Horizons. Um, something spicy, which might show up at the at this tournament, has actually been popularized in recent days by Crokies on stream, which is Azorius Artifacts using Oswald Fiddlebender. <laughs> okay. Wow. Do you remember this card? Do you remember this card? No, I'm, from I'm looking it up right now because I don't even know. Yeah, so this is from the D&D &D set. You didn't, you don't remember it because it's a rare, but you didn't pick it because yeah. it wasn't good. One and a white for a 2-2. Two -two. Uh, creature type gnome artificer with magical tinkering, which is white tap. Sacrifice an artifact. Search your library for an artifact card with mana value equal to one plus the sacrifice artifact's mana value. Put it onto the battlefield and shuffle. Activate as a sorcery. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so you're going and finding all of these little artifacts that you can play around with and do basically whatever you need at any moment of the game. 
Yeah. All right. I like it. You've got Metallic Rebuke, which is two and a blue uh, counter target spell unless its controller pays three, but it has Improvise, which means you can tap artifacts to help you cast it. Um, Absolutely. You've, yeah. You've, of course, you've got, got Emery. Emery, a Lurker of the Lock, which don't forget about Emery plus Mox Amber. You know what I mean? Like this yeah. was a thing. And here it is in the shell again. Thought Mentor, which has affinity for artifacts. It costs seven normally for a 2-2 flyer when it ETBs draw two cards. Great. That's pretty cool. All right. This is very strange. I think this deck is super, super interesting. Um, I would be really interested to see it appear at this tournament. Um, been watching on stream recently. Seems really cool and super fun if you're somebody that likes to tinker around with your deck a lot. <laughs> like if you're playing Jun Food, if that was your speed back in the day, I think yeah. this, a deck like this would also be your speed. There's also, you know, people who always want to make Merfolk happen. Yeah. <laughs> Stop trying to make Merfolk happen, Gretchen. But I mean, Merfolk kind of is happening. Yeah. Like it's it's a pretty fun creature deck and it can be really explosive. You know, if you get a really, really strong draw with the addition of, I don't even know how to say this card, honestly, Svelion of Sea and Sky. Yeah. Do you know how to say that card? Svelion. Svelion. Svelion? That's my best guess. Svelion. Three, four, legendary Merfolk god. Uh, it's indestructible as long as you control at least two other merfolk. Uh, whenever Sylvain attacks, draw a card. Other merfolk you control have ward one. Wow. Spicy. Yeah. This card makes this deck, um, brings it to the next level, truly. Um, I played this deck a bunch before one of the most recent historic tournaments. It was really, really fun. And I would call it like mid-tier. Okay. But, you know, there might be some brave souls out there that want to bring this deck. Yeah. Do you know what? I hope so. Me too. Like, let's let's mix it up. We want to see some different stuff. I agree. Play the merfolk, everybody. Is that where your heart is? Play your merfolk. It's only $20,000 you're risking. <laughs> <laughs> only twenty k on the line. This other deck showed up here in this top eight of this Red Bull Untapped event is a green-white humans. Oh, yeah. Look at this. Of course, there's Thalia, Guardian of Thraben. Natch. Um, if you're playing a white aggro deck these days... You gotta have her in there. You need Thalia. Of course, the reason that we have green in this deck, and it's not just mono-white like standard, is four copies of Collected Company. You gotta have it. Collected Company, Ranger Captain of Eos, Elite Spellbinder, Brutal mm -hmm. Cathar, just like standard. Adeline, Respondent Cathar, just like standard. So it's kind of like they've taken the greatest hits of the mono-white deck, <coughs> added in Collected Company, mm -hmm. and then put a little bit of spice on top with cards that you can't play in standard, like Thalia's Lieutenant, yep. which comes in and gives plus one, plus one counters Ooh. to all of your humans. I mean, that card's um, a beater. Yeah, I, th I think this deck looks really cool. Yeah, I agree. You know, we'll... We'll see. It's kind of my speed to play this little creature, disruptive creature deck, plus collected company, which is just super annoying. <laughs> this very <laughs> much good. looks like your jam. Yeah, so maybe I'll try this one out after we hit stop record on this episode because this deck <laughs> looks kind of cool. Maria's going to hop off of this and immediately fire up, fire up Arena. See you in the queues, everybody. See you in the queues. <laughs> Well, but yeah, that's that's a look at historic and standard ahead of this weekend. Yeah, I'm super excited to see what happens here. 
Me too. We've got a, lo- a bunch of different players, all of them qualifying through tons of different means. We've got our league players from the MPL and from the Rivals Gauntlet. We've got people who have qualified playing on Arena, people who have qualified playing on Magic Online, all coming together in a big salad of fun times for your entertainment this weekend. It's going to be <laughs> pretty great. And if somebody makes you a salad, don't you just want to... Don't you just want to eat it? Don't you want to eat it? It's a Caesar. If someone makes you a salad of entertainment, don't you want to eat it? (laughs) Come check out the action starting Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash magic. It's time to say thank you to Ultra Pro for being an awesome sponsor of our show. Yes, Ultra Pro consistently makes just some of the coolest accessories that you could have in your magical life that celebrates all of the awesome artwork of magic and protects all your cards. Absolutely. I want to call out this binder that they tweeted out the other day with artwork by Jeremy Solomon. It is absolutely gorgeous. It is so cool (laughs) look at this art it is really cool stylistic um i don't know what to call this an angel crossing their wings with red strands back behind them and bats right it's like from sigarda's binding oh that's right that's what it is uh in front of like the the big stained glass window at this wedding it is gorgeous yeah i just love how they take all these alternate arts and put them on some of their products and i've if you're thinking about a gift to give somebody this holiday season, I think this is a great contender. This is absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Ultra Pro, always first with the greatest art on all of their stuff. Well, everybody, that's this episode of Good Luck High Five. Yes, thank you so much to everyone uh, for, you know, hanging out with us for another week as we talk all of the stuff that is coming up with the Innistrad Championship and with the amazing Unset art. I know. I'm so excited. So much to look forward to in magic. Um, thank you for holding out. My voice held out for this entire episode. So we yeah. got there, everybody. We got there. And I just realized I never showed you all my new tattoo. Check it out. Whoa. Let's see it. It's put the magician. It, put it's it on magician, up here. Everybody. Uh, just, yeah, there we go. There. All right. Can you see it? Can you see him? him? (laughs) It's a magic tattoo, kind of in a way. It's partially a magic tattoo, which I did promise to tattoo onto my body several years ago. Yeah, I don't know how many years ago this was. I said, if if magic ever became the number one source of my income, which it certainly has, that I would get a magic tattoo. And this tattoo is like partially as a nod to magic. So there you go, everybody. I did it. I'm, I was good. I made good on my word. <laughs> yeah, you sure did. I never made that promise. <laughs> <laughs> but you also have a magic tattoo, Megan. That's true. I do. The one that even. looks like, like the Good Luck High Five logo. Yeah. So even though you didn't promise it. It, it did happen. Did, it did kind of happen. Thank that's you. Your, oh, <laughs> that's thank, your award for sticking around to the end of the show, our tattoo talk. Oh, yeah, our tattoo talk. Uh, thank you so much to everyone who uh, has become a patron. Um, remember to do that by the 18th or by the, the Wednesday 15th. before the 18th, by the yeah. 15th to hang out with us on the 18th. Thank you again to Hi Mom, I'm on a podcast, yes. um, and to AJ for respectively becoming a patron and upping their pledges. Yeah, thank you as well to Card Kingdom and to Ultra Pro for being our sponsors. Hope to see you all in chat this weekend for the Innistrad Championships. Love to see friendly faces in there and people posting um, Doritos for me uh, in chat, which is spam this tortilla to help Maria. (laughs) 
That's that's also I mean, Doritos are just very uh, they're a very accurate, <laughs> you know, chat emoji for you. I think. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't want to put a po- poop emoji and say spam this diarrhea to help Maria. You wouldn't want to do that. Oops. Or I- would you? <laughs> I'm going to go do that. I'm going to get myself banned from chat. Oh, well. Oops. Been a long time coming. <laughs> <laughs>